first of all, I would like to uh, apologize about my English. <laughs> if you don't understand, please interrupt me and I'll try to make myself clear. So, um, uh, however, you can follow uh, my paper through the um, slides and the presentation and the slides. So my presentation will focus on the findings of the research concerning the impact of open data on anti-corruption in Italy. Um, as a premise, I would like to remember that corruption is an endemic problem in Italy. Uh, between 20, 213 and 214, investigative authorities detected significant cases of corruption that attracted public opinion's interest. These cases concerned the work for the uh, 2015 Milan, uh, 200, sorry, 15 universal exhibition, the work of Moses, the construction for the flooding barrier in Venice, and uh, a series of tenders awarded by the municipality of Rome. These uh, were the main uh, uh, cases, uh, um, corruption cases uh, that uh, we had in Italy uh, that uh, attracted the uh, media interest. So, um, for exploring how transparency through open data might contribute to prevent and detect corruption, it is necessary to take into consideration the main features and trends of corruption identified by the literature and analyzed uh, from uh, the judiciary uh, cases. So I'm going to sum, at the risk of oversimplification, I'm going to sum uh, these main features and trends in Italy of uh, corruption because we have to understand if open data are, is uh, a uh, useful tool for um, detecting, for preventing and detecting corruption. So corruption is a, we have to remember this point, <laughs> corruption is a consensual crime and as a consequence crime ex exposition, sorry there are a mistake, <laughs> crime reports are rare. So this is an important point to uh, take into consideration. Secondly, corruption is a crime without visible and direct victims. The crime and its effect are not directly correlated. Third, the public act carried out by corrupt public official to favor its accomplice is often formally correct. And this is a very, I think, important point to uh, measure the um, value of uh, open data in the fight of corruption. Uh, then there exists a strong connection between, in Italy between corruption and the mafia, and the mafia. Um, so in mafia context, it's uh, um, more difficult to expose uh, corruption. And finally, the recent trends, uh, um, according to the recent trend, schemes and mechanisms of corruption are increasingly sophisticated. Uh, the link between those who are corrupted and those who corrupt is often not evident since the two parts are usually connected by mediators that guarantee their deal. Moreover, the advantages for the two parties of the corrupt exchange are difficult to identify, since they are spanned over the time and they might occur in different periods of time. For example, the public official receives, often receives the bribe much time before his or her branch of duty. 
Also, money transactions are very well covered by using international financial instruments, and often the bribe is paid through the so-called utilities like consultancies, jobs for relatives, public appointments, careers advancement, etc. So this is important to consider. The last point is that the payment of bribes often occurs by using bodies that do not have duties of transparency. <laughs> That's why they are used. Uh, including foundation and association, and uh, uh, also, yeah, as I said, private financial transactions are uh, often used to make not traceable the, um, the payment of the bribe. So I think this is important to take in mind to understand the value of open data in the fight against this kind of crime. Uh, moreover, as a premise, I think it's important also to uh, make another point, uh, um, which is related to the fact that there is a lack of studies on the impact of open data in the field of transparency, accountability, and anti-corruption, unlike on the economy sector. Uh, scholars involved in the research program exploring the major impacts of open data on developing countries funded by the Canadian International Developer Research Centre and managed by the Web Foundation, agreed that assessing the impact of open data, both datasets and initiatives, is a challenging exercise in countries where open data initiatives are at the early stage, and we have discussed this before. And this is true for Italy, as Giorgio described. So that's why we have employed an approach um, inspiring from this uh, uh, literature, especially from this paper by Davis, Perini and Alonso, researching the merge impact of open data. Um, and we, we concentrated our uh, methodology was based on micro uh, cases, micro analysis, so the micro level, seeking to understand, as is written in this uh, paper, to understand the process through which open data is used in particular circumstances. Um, so we, we, we have um, focus on this micro uh, level. level. <clears throat> yeah, we have to, um, to measure the impact of open data, obviously we have to understand the um, open data ecosystem. Uh, in Italy. Um, as uh, Giorgio um, described, in the last years Italy has made significant progresses in terms of open government and open data, both at institutional and grassroots level. However, the current open data ecosystem has not developed enough for fulfilling the conditions for unlocking the open data anti-corruption potentialities. Uh, this is true both on the open uh, data supply side and the, uh, on the demand side. On the supply side, the country has to face uh, um, still many challenges because uh, it has experienced an uncoordinated and uneven opening process, as uh, Giorgio described earlier. Um, also, there are many lacks in terms of availability and quality of the data and in terms of of the capacity to engage citizens in using open data. Um, 
then the, we missing uh, detail missing uh, freedom information rights as uh, Giorgio uh, said um, and uh, the rules on transparency and open data do not cover many information that could be relevant for a more effective monitor of the public sector activity like corporate data beneficial owners data registers of meetings political non-profit bodies foundation and association etc on the demand side, the request and the reuse of open data is confined to a nick of people composed by IT experts. The general awareness of open data is low, as emerged from the survey uh, that we have uh, launched in November in uh, um, an online survey. Uh, we launched in, um, uh, through a website of uh, an Italian newspaper, uh, Il Fatto Quotidiano, which is uh, a newspaper that uh, um, covers uh, many information about, uh, many news about uh, corruption practices. Um, 3,000 people responded to this online survey. I cannot give you the result because I don't have the time here. It is, not, uh, it is behind the aim of uh, this paper to explore the demand side, but uh, if you want to have information about the result of this survey, you can have a look to the country report uh, uh, regarding Italy that uh, will be published in, uh, this afternoon. Um, uh, but it is important to underline that the demand side is still uh, underdeveloped completely in Italy. Uh, from, uh, uh, this emerged from the interviews that uh, we, had, uh, uh, we, we carried out and also from the result of the survey. So, given the situation, it is not surprising that uh, uh, we have not found any cases of meshing up data sets with anti-corruption aims, so we couldn't find any of these cases. This is, uh, um, can answer the uh, Ben Worthy um, uh, question that he posed uh, earlier. Um, so this is not surprising because we have this uh, um, uh, lack on the supply side and uh, on the demand side. Uh, therefore, we have decided to expand the focus of our analysis to the macro category of public sector information that include not only data but also content uh, disclosed actually or as a result of a request of, of access. So on the basis of the media analysis and the indications given by interview experts, we have selected various case studies, uh, uh, 10 case studies, uh, and we have divided into clusters uh, these case studies that we have analyzed. Um, the first cluster uh, of cases allowed us to identify the hypothetical impact of public sector information if were open, if, uh, sorry, if uh, was open and reused by intermediaries or, or citizens. The second cluster regarded cases showing the actual um, reuse of public sector information um, and uh, um, and th that had uh, an, an anti-corruption impact, uh, including exposing events that might hinder corruption access to public procurements. So, uh, we have focused on the public procurement sector, as it is one of the main uh, areas at risk of corruption. 
and also um, it seems to be one of the sectors in which open data uh, are more promising, is more promising, uh, uh, is more likely to show its benefits uh, as an anti-corruption tool. Um, the reconstruction of the uh, cases um, was grounded on judiciary documents that uh, uh, in Italy um, are quite easily accessible through unofficial channels and interviews with the public procurements and the actors that have exposed the suspect of corruption, including journalists and citizens and whistleblowers. So there is no time here to, uh, for describing all the cases because we did uh, an in-depth analysis of the cases. Uh, so I will just offer you uh, a couple of examples, uh, one for each uh, cluster. The first one is the Expo, Expo case. There have, there have been uh, three criminal investigations on public procurement uh, of the work for the Universal Exhibition um, that, uh, uh, as Giorgio told you, uh, will start uh, in uh, uh, less than one month. Um, and this uh, um, public procurement, uh, um, this case uh, involved uh, public, uh, uh, the public company in charge with the organization of the exposition. Uh, the company, um, uh, Expo, uh, uh, awarded many tenders without public competitions, uh, motivating this uh, method as necessary due to the delays of the work for the exhibition. So basically, tenders uh, were awarded without the competition, they were close, they were not uh, uh, competitive, uh, and therefore there was less transparency, um, and this helped to cover corruption practices. The company uh, kept using closed bids, um, although the anti-mafia committee of the Milan municipality pointed out the corruption risk of closed procedures. Um, Two managers of the public company were arrested and charged with corruption and also uh, the, corrupt, uh, the manager of the corrupt corporate uh, that were awarded with the important and expensive work were uh, charged and the allegation ranged from crime association, corruption, uh, disclosure and use of public office secret information. Um, in one of the investigations, it emerged that, uh, according to the public procurement uh, allegation, the awarded company paid three uh, ex-politicians um, that played the role of intermediators uh, and that had the power to influence the decision of the tenders committee and the public official who was the, the unique responsible of the procedure, who, in exchange, uh, of its act against its, his duty, had the promise of a career advancement, give the promise, um, yes, had the promise of a career advancement since the intermediaries uh, had the political power for doing it. So this is just to tell you, I don't know if it was clear, the scheme, the corruption scheme, I hope so, but just to give you an idea of the sophisticated uh, corruption scheme, uh, uh, schemes going on. So um, that it's quite important to um, have a, a clearer uh, picture of uh, 
this kind of uh, um, corrupt mechanisms in, uh, that uh, has emerged in the last, uh, the recent uh, uh, corruption cases in Italy. Um, in fact, all the corrupt schemes emerge from in-depth police investigation that use searches, tapes of intercepted conversations, confessions, wiretapes of meeting between public officials. Relevant to our research, many of the information regarding the corrupt bits were open, published. Um, not only they uh, were disclosed um, actively, but also as a request of, uh, um, they were requested by um, no expo citizen committees and by some council members. Um, as told by a council member um, that was interviewed in the research uh, and that uh, um, analyzed the documents of the public procurement, um, it was impossible to identify uh, neither corruption nor irregularities because the tender procedures were correct. So in this case, uh, public information sector were um, not useful. And indeed, the transparency has shown its limits in identifying criminal schemes. However, public sector information might contribute to identify um, signs of corruption. This is clear from the report of the Authority of Control Public Contract that uh, is an authority that uh, um, was a uh, um, few months ago was absorbed by the ANAC, which is the authority, the national authority against corruption. Uh, in this report uh, um, that uh, the authority published after the second investigation, uh, it is shown that uh, uh, it would be uh, possible to identify anomalies that might suggest that corruption was going on, just thanks uh, uh, to the analysis of public information published on the company website. So, do we need it? So, okay. <laughs> so, this is uh, the, 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 the conclusion of the first uh, cluster of uh, uh, case studies. Public set information are useful, is useful sorry, for identifying signs of corruption rather than corruption acts, such as bad administration, waste of money, concentration of hours work to some companies, work delay, variance bar in public work. So, uh, this is the conclusion of our analysis uh, of uh, uh, case studies on uh, uh, corruption, judiciary case studies. Um, to what concerns the second cluster, um, the second cluster is uh, composed by cases in which journalists or activists have uh, combined open public set information with other sources like first-hand testimony or corporate information. 